but uh, as far as like 2D fighters, the only long-lasting series that I can think of off the top of my head is Mortal Kombat. Yep. <laughs> and it's just it's campy, it's violent, and it's amazing. You know, it's totally unique. Yeah, I started uh, looking up a lot of the old videos, the old fatality videos and stuff like that from uh, Mortal Kombat 1 through 3, which are arguably like the, the titular three Mortal Kombat titles before things started to tank a little bit. Uh, I had forgotten how just like crazy and like campy and just like awesome some of that stuff is. Like I had like a nostalgia bomb like going back and looking at these things because I played Mortal Kombat as a kid. I played two a lot. Um... So I forgot just how like good those original games were. Yeah, I used to play it myself in the arcade. Uh, the one thing I worry about is is this like <clears throat> I'm assuming you've either played or like done research on the new Mortal Kombat game that's came out, Justin. I haven't played it yet. I haven't gotten a chance okay. to play it, but I, I've looked into it, and you know, it's um, one of the things. I looked into for the article is, you know, Mortal Kombat 3, 1 through 3 had those awesome, like, rotoscope. Uh, the rotoscope gun- live actors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And starting with 4, they abandoned that. And obviously the new one is, is all computer-generated graphics. Mm, yeah. But it kind of goes back to the, the whole um, 2D look, and uh, it, it simplifies it. So it, the characters still look, you know, they're they're more updated, but they still look kind of like crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, because I know I played the demo for this one, and I was playing it, and I enjoyed it because I like to play the Mortal Kombat games in the arcade when I was a kid. But I was wondering, I was like, is this gonna do it for like the new generation of gamers? Because I know like this game will definitely sell for like people our age or older that remembered playing it in the arcades or playing it for the Super Nintendo or any of the other consoles that it was on. But I wonder if, like, the new kids will like it. Well, I think most of the the younger crowd is kind of growing up with these, um, you know, getting their hands on titles like God of War and Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. So I think they're definitely receptive to that type of approach, that that type of uh, game that isn't afraid of violence, mm-hmm. but this is the type of game that basically the point of it is doing that crazy fatality. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know I, that just that's completely universal. I think that will definitely the appeal of doing the fatalities and hearing the you know fatality mm-hmm. is definitely something that can cross the generation gap. And I had, like, as I said, like, I had forgotten how, like, ridiculous some of them are. And then I realized, it's, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that, because uh, I realized for so long I've been looking at, like, the, the, like, really polygonal, terrible Mortal Kombat games that have been coming out and being like, man, I don't know why they're spending so much time on the blood and gore, the gameplay's what matters. But when I went and looked back at 1 through 3, I realized, you know, fuck the gameplay, it's the fatalities that matter. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had forgotten that, like, Unlike a, a Street Fighter special or something like that, it, it actually has no bearing on you winning or losing the match. Like you pulling off a fatality, like it's not like Street Fighter where you're like super, you do your super and it kills the guy who has like you know a quarter of his life left. No, this was just like I already beat you and now I'm humiliating you. Exactly, and even if you're playing against somebody else, you know, sometimes seeing that fatality. Um, you know, whether you win or lose, there's still that kind of feeling of of awe. And yeah. it, it's such it's a motivator if you're winning and you get to humiliate them, and it's a motivator if you lose and your opponent does it just to be a jackass, and now you yeah. have to get back at him. Um, you put it very, uh, very well in your article when you said that the fatalities were so, like, just gruesome and, like... Uh, just like drove you so crazy that it, you wanted to play the game just for those. Like, the, like you you play it once and somebody would pull an awesome fatality on you and you're like, well, I want to learn to play this whole game just so I can do that to somebody else. And that really is probably what what drove me. And maybe uh, I don't know about you, Adam, but that that's what that's definitely what drove me to the game was seeing somebody pull off their first fatality and me say, I need to do that. <laughs> 
That's something oh, I Oh, yeah. I, I remember uh, renting the game from Blockbuster and having my friend who could actually do the fatalities come over so I could watch him do them. Nice. Um, have you seen any of the fatalities for the new game? I have. I saw, um, you know, one of the, the nastiest ones I've seen, uh, Kratos is in the PlayStation 3 version of the game. Okay. And from one of his fatalities, he pulls out the gigantic two-handed sword, whatever it was called, the Athena's Blade or yeah. or something like that, Artemis Blade. Called, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, he pulls it out, and he just splits his opponent like from the crown of their head all the way down their body. He just splits them literally in half, and the two halves kind of just like flop around. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. No, they're, they really went all out. Uh, on on some of these fatalities, from what I've seen, uh, the one that always sticks in my head, and I, it's the character I can never remember his name. He was the main character in the live action television show uh, with the sawblade hat. Uh, uh, that wasn't Kung, Kung Lao, Lao, was it? It was Kung, Kung Lao? Lao. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where he uh, in the new one, he takes his hat off and essentially saws somebody in half with it, and I was, it was pretty gruesome. <laughs> I was pretty impressed, and just feeling that like. It's so weird, because, I mean, that was, like I said, uh, seeing them when I was a kid ten years ago, I didn't think seeing, like, a really good fatality would, like, spark that, like, childhood, like, amazement in me as it did. And it really did. And I, I think this one might actually have a chance because of that. Yeah, it, it's it's got to have the, the I, you know, as far as, as, as far as a checklist of what this game needs, you know, it, it needs to have those those characters, the, you know, the ridiculously awesome, almost like um, comic book characters, yeah. but more like, more, more like an action movie mm. take on one. Like, like Big mm. Trouble and Little China characters. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Half, half the characters are, are almost straight out of that movie. Um, but uh, it needs to have the characters... It needs to have the crazy fatalities. Um, it needs to kind of bank off of the nostalgia factor we had for the the um, the original games, but it also needs to innovate. You know, when when it first came out, it was innovative in how it used violence, how it motivated players to do the fatalities and reinforced it by having, you know, making such a huge deal, you know, finish him and fatality, making such a huge deal when somebody did a fatality. Um, it needs to kind of bring that type of positive reinforcement. Uh, well, I don't know if you'd call it positive. <laughs> oh, bring yes, that I of, would. <laughs> I would, too. But bring that kind of, of feeling into it when you when you do something like that, and kind of just bring uh, bring all the gore, bring all the the wow factor mm -hmm. into the current generation of consoles. Yeah, the the combat of Mortal Kombat was never that deep. It was always like a, a couple punches, a couple kicks, and a few specials, and you could juggle. Was essentially the uh, the fighting system of that game. And like you said, it really it really comes down to to just like the craziness of it. Uh, if you could, would you have them all be rotoscoped again, or do you think that the the new art style is appropriate? I definitely think it would not be successful if they tried to rotoscope it. I'm trying to picture like I'm trying to think of a game that has been rotoscoped this generation. I don't think there's been one in a long time. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, the only one I can think of are like the old Mist games. Um, that and but, I think like the market, like the younger kids, that's who they really need to attract yeah, and get back yeah. into the Mortal Kombat franchise. And I think they just won't get it. That would be appealing right. way too much to the older crowd who may not even have the time or the money to buy and play the game. Right, because back in the day, you know, when when they did the rotoscope characters originally in 1991. That was awesome. That was yeah. Like we we looked at those characters and we're like, wow, that looks so real, you know. Yeah, as the arcade cabinet said, so real it hurts. So. <laughs> um, yeah. And I threw it in. I added one sentence. I added two words to your article. 
And okay. I, you, did, you didn't have it in there. And I didn't know if you ever knew about it, but I also threw the picture in for good measure. Had you had heard of the Mortal Kombat live tour before before now? I I have not. That is one thing that escaped my research. So uh, what what did they? I see the image you put in the <laughs> the scorpion. Uh, the scorpion looks a little sad. He's he looks not very bored, doesn't he? Um, man, you remember in the nineties, like uh, we had this weird boom of like live action, like on stage performances, like uh, Muppet. Tur- there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. Yeah, and uh, they had uh, Disney Live and Sesame Street Live. Well, Mortal Kombat had their own live performance. And it was a really poorly handled uh, live show that basically, like, sort of reenacted the events of, I believe it was the first game. I was really little. I barely remember this. Um, and, like, two people would fight. Like, Johnny Cage would go down, and the audience would have to cheer for Johnny Cage to get back up. <laughs> and they'd want the audience to yell out, fatality. And, like, they just did this little story. But, like, it was just the most awful, like, laser light slash martial arts show that ever Pure existed. 90s. It didn't even go all the way through its run, I think. I think, like, it got canceled, like, halfway through. But oh. it existed. So I just wanted to bring that up because it's, it's a piece of the Mortal Kombat history that everyone forgets happened. Uh, I, that, that's just incredible. And the other guy, what was the, what was the native? Was it Nighthawk? Uh, the, uh, Night Wolf. Night Wolf. I think. Yeah. No. He's, uh, man. Uh, he's also on the, this, this uh, poster. Yeah. And it's I, it, uh, I, it's, it's it's just so a bunch of actors who just wanted like nothing to do with it, like. Um, Wearing like poor costumes. I wanted to see if I could find video to embed in the article, but alas, nothing remains from the nineties. They, they, they're trying to forget, Trevor. <laughs> they're desperately trying to forget. <laughs> you're you're digging it up, and they're just they're trying to forget. <laughs> um. Well, that's all I really had to ask you about your article. It can be found on elder-geek.com. It's gamers need more gamers need Mortal Kombat to be relevant again. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about that, or? Uh, no, I, I hope I can make this into some sort of, you know, regular deal. You know, there's lots of stuff in the gaming going on right now in the gaming world that, you know, needs to people need to stop and think about. And a lot of people out there, like a game overthinker, are doing really good jobs coming up with these these regular uh, videos that look at it and. Uh, it's uh, something I, I think it would be pretty interesting uh, to um, to see Elder Geek get into, and uh, for fans of Elder Geek, it would be cool to you know have something regular to uh, come see on the site every week and read. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I look forward to seeing you do some more of this kind of article. Uh, do you want to stick around with us, or you you, you good? I'd better get going. I left my girlfriend behind. So. <laughs> I do that. I leave my fiance in a different room. I lock her in the closet. I do not let her speak while I'm doing the podcast. So I understand where you're coming from. Thanks for coming out. I really appreciate it. I will see you guys later. See All right. See you, Justin. All right. And Yaz just called me. Um, yep. I just ignored his call. I just ignored it too. Should we invite him in? Uh, is he on Skype? Let I don't think he's on Skype right now. He's probably calling to go, can we do it at 10.30? All I know <laughs> is that fucking, now I'm going to have to edit this portion out, because uh, we'll put him on speakerphone uh, so we can give his excuse to the audience. All right. Just edit out this awkward silence. Everything. Hey, Oz, what are you doing? You you fucked up? I really fucked up. What's what's up? Uh, I went to dinner with a friend at around six thirty. All right. And I was like, uh, I'm just gonna do a podcast afterwards. And then right before I'm about to leave, uh, I look at my phone. Apparently, it was on silent. And I saw what time it was. <laughs> and uh, I realized that I was just a few minutes late for that podcast. 
Yeah, uh, you're giving this excuse live on the podcast right now. Oh, really? Yeah, you are. Uh, let me do I'll do the rest of the podcast. Let's go. What are we talking about? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. You're playing the game. Yeah, we gotta we gotta call him a Mexican. Um, hey, news well, stories, Yaz. What are the news stories? I'm excited about the news stories. I was gonna. Do you have a news story for us? Um, the uh, I have the same one I had last week. What was that? Uh, something about a tablet. I gotta make a tablet for the PlayStation Three. That sounds neat. Uh, that's all I have. All right, uh, that was that was Yaz. Uh, good luck getting home. Uh, fucking hate you. Uh, hope you crash your car. So, uh, so uh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll maybe see you next week after your reprimand. Oh no, boss man is gonna hurt me. Yeah, he's on notice. Oh man, I'm really. Do you want me to join the podcast? When are you guys about to? Are you guys almost over? Are you no, are, are you able to join the podcast right now? Um, I'll be at my house in like five to ten minutes. All right, me probably, and probably more like ten minutes. This is this is behind the scenes right here. Uh, we'll continue this is ten on. minutes, so it's about thirty minutes. Yeah, we'll we'll continue on, and if you pop up on Skype, uh, we'll we'll invite you in so the audience can hate you. Okay, I saw Adam played Oblivion this week. <laughs> Stop giving away my shit. All right, all right. I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be there shortly. All right, bye. Uh, you were witnessing the worst, the worst podcast we've ever done. Uh, actually, that was probably the most professional conversation we ever had with Justin. You there? Over the top. When did Americans lose that spot? What, what the fuck are you even talking about? Uh, talking about how, like, Mortal Kombat and a lot of our American games are over-the-top, and now every over-the-top game is coming out of, like, Japan. When did we lose that? Uh, when violence became regular. I suppose so. Or over-the-top, because we can't do sex in America. Well, That's true. Get the fuck out if you do sex. But even then, the Japanese don't do it, and they just do it better you than we do Japanese now. have so many, like, sex games. No, I mean violence. Oh, I'm not violence. talking about sex games. Well, violence isn't a, like nobody. That's cares. exactly so what America needs: tentacle nope. rape. Nobody gives a damn about violence anymore. That's true. Unless it's sexual violence, and then it's un. Oh, get out of here. And it's uh, you made baby Jesus cry. Yep. Uh, speaking of making people cry, uh, I am going to fucking cry when Yaz gets on this podcast. So let's hurry up and finish it before he does. So wait, uh, he went to dinner two and a half hours ago. Yes, he he pay, he eats a lot. Probably a buffet. Uh, <laughs> all you care to eat. All you care to eat buffet because we're fat fucks in America. We can't uh, do portion control. What did you play this week, Adam? Um, I actually played two PSN games and uh, I finished Portal, which is another game that I'm what four or five years late on. Yeah, you're catching up though. You're slowly. I, uh, I am catching up. up uh, I, I got I got a number of titles on the docket. Uh, to play, uh, one of which being uh, Wind Waker. I forgot you never played Wind Waker. Really, yeah. really old. Um, the two PSN games I got, I got Dungeon Dungeon Alliance, Dungeon Siege Alliance, I think it's called. I can't even fucking remember the name. Uh, and I actually played the Might and Magic Clash of Heroes game, which was like a DS remake All right. that they did. And it was it's a strategy puzzle RPG, which I downloaded the demo, and I'm like, I'm probably going to hate this, because... It, the title itself makes me reminisce about Nights and Nightmare. <laughs> which um, you played and despised. Yes, with with which I played about a total of 15 minutes, got confused, and never played it again. Uh, but the Clash of Heroes game is actually really simple. They give you a bunch of guys, you line them up either horizontal or vertical, and that's either attack or defense. Okay. And then you basically attack the other guys, for lack of a better word, life points. I'll do a Yu-Gi-Oh term you right now. Yeah, and, uh, but one thing I liked is it was completely remastered from the DS, and they took all the sprites and did them hand-drawn. All right. So it looks really, really nice. So I recommend to anyone, uh, it, it, there is a demo on the PSN. It's $15 if you want to buy it. Just try it out, and I think you will be pleasantly surprised, especially coming from me when I really hate those type of games. 
I actually enjoyed the demo, and I'm thinking about buying it. Um, you played a lot of puzzle games. You you are uh, canon- canonically uh, a fuck-up when it comes to any game that has a puzzle in it. Yes, I, I frown upon them. Uh, I am very, very impressed that you managed to get through not only this um, this strategy puzzle game that you just mentioned, but Portal as well. And And I must say, Portal... I didn't even have to use a guide. That was one thing that I was very proud of myself. You actually uh, sent me a message on PSN saying that you felt like a genius because of that game. Yes, I, I did feel like a genius. Uh, it's, there's, there's, you, it, as the game says, like you got to start thinking with portals. And I, uh, I did I had that. I said that that game is the only puzzle game I played where it really just makes sense. It does. Like the rules are so established and well defined that I feel like anybody can play it because as puzzles go, it all just makes sense. And eventually your brain just starts, you know, putting these intricate uh, systems together to pass yeah. through. And the thing is, it took me about maybe about five to six hours, like, uh, like, uh, how, about how long it took Yaz to play it. And there wasn't a puzzle that I completed that when I look back, I went, that makes sense. It, I never completed one and went, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. I always completed it and went, either went, you know what, that makes sense, or I was in awe of myself for having figured it out. All right. Uh, did you miss your companion cube? I did. Uh, one of my favorite quotes in the game is when Gladys uh, tells you uh, that the companion cube can't talk, and in the event that it does talk, to please disregard what it has to say. <laughs> That is an excellent game, and uh, by the time this podcast is out, uh, Portal 2 will be uh, already already out on the market for everyone to buy, and I recommend and, and having next week it. will actually be relevant for having a topic to speak about that is uh, fairly recent. I know. We'll all be able to say something about a game that didn't come out a year ago. It's kind of Except Yaz. He's going to miss the next podcast. Yeah, he won't be here because uh, he's a failure. Uh, How was the dungeon game? What was it called? Dungeon Alliance. Dungeon Uh, Alliance. Dungeon Alliance. Uh, A Dungeon Hunter Alliance. Uh, I'm sorry. It is basically... You hunt dungeons or... Yes. You you hunt dungeons in an alliance of sorts. Okay. So um, I played the game a bit, and I also watched Jesse play the game, uh, and he played it the wrong way, which is by himself, because the game is specifically for uh, four-player co-op. And it is basically your top-down sort of dungeon crawler, but it has sort of like a Diablo loot aspect to it. So every once in a while you'll walk up to a pile of bones, a chest, kick it open, gold will fall out, a bunch of different items will fall out, and you can pretty much just loot everything, switch out your gear for better gear. So, But it's a difficult game if you're just playing by yourself. Okay. But it's not one that I would recommend to anybody play by themselves, because uh, for one, if you're buying this game and you don't really have any friends, it's you're just about as sad as I am. But, you know... Go at it. It's only $13, which was sort of weirdly priced. But if you do have four people to play it with, I highly recommend it because I've played far, far worse games like Monster Madness that sounded like their audio had uh, was made out of a tin can, and I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Yes, that game So this game looks like a cut above the rest, and it looks to have that aspect of, uh, for one, the leveling system, and just getting different gear, which unfortunately the weapons change the, the weapons have different appearances, but I don't believe the armor changes your character's appearance, which like is the only thing I that's like the make or break touch in a game for me. To like customize the appearance of a character? Yeah, when the character's clothes change depending on my armor. That's yeah. that like little joy, that little video game joy that I get every time. Yeah, my, my two problems are one was that, and the second one was they made this game specifically for player co-op, but they only give you three different classes. Okay. Which That's is kind weird. Of you have the warrior, you have the rogue, and you have the mage. I don't know why the hell they didn't make another class. They should have just thrown a dwarf in there or something like that. I'd play the dwarf. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. very uh, partial to dwarves. But other than that, uh, I hope to play it with you. And, uh, and Jesse now has it, uh, unless he's already beaten it, but... Uh, I hope to have co-op dungeon adventures, 
Okay. And perhaps hunt dungeons with an alliance. That sounds uh, like crazy fun. We're sad people with no lives. Um, exactly. I, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I uh, played. I didn't play too many games uh, in the past week. Um, I did play a shitload more Valkyria Chronicles. Uh, still really so enjoy that one game. level. One level, oh, dude. Like one level is like two hours in that game. I know. It's, it's it's fucking ridiculous. I haven't played a game like that in a long time, and it suffers from one of my like most hated RPG tropes, which is what I like to call the Final Fantasy Tactics Syndrome, which is where if you are facing an enemy, and according to the game, you have a 75% chance of hitting the enemy, you're going to miss the enemy. That's kind of bullshit. It it that's ah oh, it drives me nuts. Like literally, I will like I'll have a sniper, and the reticle there's like an orange circle that denotes um, the area at which your bullet can like hit. You know, like it will not be out of this circle, but it could be mm-hmm. anywhere in this circle. Every single time, I take my sniper. There's there's one pixel out of that out of that that circle encompasses one pixel that is not his head. That's where my bullet's going. Meanwhile, like, their snipers, fucking fist to the North Star into my face every time. It makes yeah, no I, sense. I remember it's watching you play that, and your sniper was pretty much close enough to the enemy to piss on them and uh, miss the headshot and then promptly died because a tank uh, rolled in and killed you. And, like, it's gotten to the point where every turn I have to save that game, because that, that game was extremely intricate. The movements mm-hmm. of your troops are crazy important. And how your turn plays out is directly related to if you're going to be able to beat uh, that level, which the level being like two hours long. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, I have to hit a tank once to destroy it, or else he's going to fuck up like four of my characters, and I hit my, my rocket at 10 feet hits the one pixel that isn't a tank, <laughs> I'm screwed. And that kind of pisses me off, but, like, it's, like, the only way to play. And I hate, like, having to explain, because that was with Fire Emblem a lot, too, I remember. Oh, Fire yeah. Emblem used to be, like, I've worked everybody across the map. I had two turns, I can beat this. Oh, what? Enemy reinforcements? I'm fucked now. Yep, enemy like, reinforcements, and they just killed your healer. And uh, it's it's like that. And I hate having to play by, like, rules that the game didn't intend to happen, like, doing, like, yeah. like saving every round and then restarting when things don't go my way. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like it's the only way to play that game. Yeah. No, that's that's probably one of the reasons that's led me to not buying that game, because it would become another of a... Uh, you know how I bought the Fire Emblem for the GameCube. I bought that about four years ago. I'm about 40% through with it, because it takes me a couple of weeks to do one mission, because I'll constantly fuck it up, and then have to go back and redo my strategy. And I feel that's how Valkyria Chronicles would be for me. It's what it's like for me. Uh, and, like, sometimes it's like, okay, I, I didn't really understand, like, uh, how this mission was supposed to go, and I fucked up. Other times it's just like, the game is broken, and it won't let me shoot somebody in the face when, you know, according to the game, I have an 80% chance to hit him in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know on my first turn, usually, I have to reload, like, six or seven times um, just to get the mission working, just to find out where I can go. Yeah. But the whole thing kind of uh, drives me a little nuts at times. Hello? Oh, well, who's this? Uh, I don't know who's this. Is is this person who's calling us wearing headphones? Yes, they are. You are? Okay, just checking. Yeah. You your fucking headphones. Welcome it's to the podcast. True. It's young. To- <laughs> I'm, I'm a terrible person. You are a terrible person. You are. Shut up, Adam. Um... We were, we Even were I can say games. that. We're just talking about the games we played this week. I was about to talk about Moondiver, uh, the game that I said, "Hey guys, look, Moondiver. That's made by the guys who made Shinobi." And you all said, "So." <laughs> um, I, I still, I still feel that way, but okay. Uh, and you should, because that's about the sentiment for that game. Oh, okay. Uh, I could have told you that. It, it's it's kind of <laughs> cool. If you had, like, four people, it'd be, I could see it'd be pretty cool. It's like a side-scrolling kind of, like, Dynasty Warriors meets Strider game. Okay. You pick from one of four characters who each have, like, their own abilities. Like, one has really good at magic. One is really good at, like, attack. One's, like, equal balance. 
and uh, you basically just run through side-scrolling levels as ninjas and hit things in the face. Interesting. Yeah, and it was made by the guy who did Shinobi. Yes. Yeah. Oh, did you hear? Uh, did you hear that it was made by the guy that made Shinobi? I didn't know that. What? Oh, there you go. Sold. Uh, there you go. <laughs> every every word that comes out of your mouth is a step closer to my first homicide. You know why I was late? I was eating barbecue. We we said buffet because <laughs> that's the only no. thing that could keep you occupied for two hours. You fucking uh, fat shit. Uh, that would keep me occupied for two hours. Now, but what I, could have possibly slowed you down at a barbecue? Because I know you don't clean yourself up while you eat. Well, I talked after I ate. I mean, uh, it was like. There was like about maybe like a forty, you know, thirty to forty-five minutes of eating, and probably an hour or a little bit more of just conversation. You gabbing? Yeah, I was gabbing. I was gossiping. I was uh, gossiping about uh, all the all all my favorite podcast people in my life. Uh, so well, you weren't gossiping at all. We yeah. actually uh, we actually had a wonderful guest on to start the podcast with. It was a professional high for us. Wait, really? What, what, who do we have? Oh, was it the crater of Shinobi? Yeah, we had the crater of Shinobi on. You want to talk to us about Moondiver? I want you to burn <laughs> Did you it. <laughs> Did you tell him that it was a shitty game? You know what? Tell us about the games you play this week, Mr. Fucking Special. Uh, you don't want to ask me that. No, I'm asking the question. You try to tell us Don't tell him that you saw me play in Oblivion and just eat up my whole segment. <laughs> uh... Uh, I'm gonna be 100% truthful. I played no games. I you played you Netflix. Shit. I played. I played Netflix. I played a little game called Watching Arrested Development. Uh, your annual oh. Watch Arrested Development. Uh, that's a good game. That is a very good game. I actually have something to talk to you about. It's, it's that reminds me of something. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for tomorrow when Portal 2 is in my hands. So. Well, I'll be able to. Yeah, I'll, that's basically what I guess next week's podcast is going to be all about. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I have something I would, you reminded me of something I wanted to talk to you about, Yaz. I would love to talk to it about with you, Trevor. Uh, so I got uh, I got what I like to call uh, I got vaulted yeah. by Amazon. You got what? Vaulted. What does that mean? Vaulted is when you were browsing your email, and Amazon has just sent you one that lets you know what Disney movies are about to go back in the vault. Oh, yeah, yeah, you gotta grab a... Which means I ended up buying... Uh, you gotta grab Fantasia and... I did not grab Fantasia, because nobody gives a shit about Fantasia, but I did grab Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. I used Good. a $20 gift card for <laughs> games. Because I needed them, and I didn't. I don't particularly like either movie, but they're going back in the vault, Yaz. Yeah, well, what the fuck was it do? Well, well if, I think Fantasia is the craziest one of those because it actually only came out, I think, four or five months ago, and it's apparently going back in the vault. It's because it's robotic. Because no one which, gives a shit about Fantasia. I mean, that's just pretty lame, though. That's like, it's only been out for not very long. I actually need to get Beauty and the Beast, but apparently they're coming out with like, another edition of it that is going to include the 3D version of it, which I don't care about, but I, I'll i just hold off and buy it then because I'm in, I'm in no rush. I think that's the only one that I'm missing. Uh, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't help it. I had to spend the money. No, those are, those are, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess you said you didn't really like Alice in Wonderland. I like Alice in Wonderland. I, I like them, but I mean, it's no, like, Aladdin or it's no, like, you know, Little yeah. Brown or Beauty and the Those Beast are the ones that I really want. But well, it's back in the vault, and I was like, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs is the first full-length animated feature. I can't yeah. live my life not having that. Pinocchio is not one of those, is it? No, no, but I don't give a fuck. Did anybody really give a fuck about Pinocchio? Dude, I have all of them. <laughs> That's, it's just about uh, an old the pedophile monster little boy. It, it's <laughs> was, was Pinocchio created by the creator of Shinobi? Yeah, I'm sure it was. The sequel, Pinocchio Moondiver. Um, okay, movie. No, yeah, that's uh, that's good that you bought those. Yeah, they're already putting some of those things in the vault, which is like pretty lame. Isn't sleep? Did you get Sleeping Beauty? I never got Sleeping Beauty, but that's so, another one that I don't give a fuck about. If you ever see that in the in a store, Trevor, you should buy it. I noticed because, it was fifty something dollars on Amazon right now. Yeah, because that also I think is going in the vault, and that one so far is the prettiest of all their Blu-rays. That actually is already back in the vault, I believe. 
Yeah, but I mean, that, you could still find it at a store, like if they haven't sold through all of them. Now I'm gonna Impossible. go. Now I'm gonna scour Best Buys and shit, trying to find Sleeping Beauty. And God, I, Disney, it looks, Disney. It looks really good. It looks really good. Uh, they do have a brilliant marketing strategy, though. Just like, uh, hey, we, we uh-huh. have all this shit that you want, but you got like a week to get it, or else we're gonna throw it back in the vault. And by vault, we mean a landfill. <laughs> I just buy it week of because they you have get those mad coupons. discounts. I didn't get the fucking mad discounts. Dude, you could have bought Alice in Wonderland for $8, but little old Trevor, I don't want Alice oh, in Wonderland. Speaking of that, did you get yourself the Incredibles and the other one, the coupon that you were talking about, yes? I got the Incredibles, yes. That's incredibly yeah. dumb. I'm, buy, I'm buying every Disney and Pixar movie. I don't care if they're bad. I'm buying them. <laughs> well. I don't have that money. <laughs> Pixar ones don't nearly inter- don't interest me nearly as much. My draw towards the Disney movies are the hand drawn animation more so. Oh than- wait, let me clear this up. I will not buy like the Tinkerbell movie. Like that's where I stop. Okay, I have that's seen the Tinkerbell. The I've seen it. Not yeah. bad. I hate you. Not a bad movie. You're sitting here telling me that Snow White isn't great and Sleeping Beauty isn't great, and you're telling me the Tinkerbell. Fuck you, Trevor. Okay, sometimes, go sometimes you have like uh, four shots of rum, and you're lying <laughs> on the couch, and it's one o'clock in the morning, and what's this? Disney Channel, Tinkerbell comes on. I, I hate see, you. Let's watch Boom. it. Tampon up his ass. <laughs> Tampon up my ass. All right, you know what? News. Fuck you guys. Go to news. Oh, I'm so excited. So excited for news. Uh, we actually have really good news today. No, we don't. I think so. <laughs> First one's a slow start, but I think we move into some pretty good territory. Speaking okay. of Disney, um, <laughs> for people who are interested in the new uh, Alice video game, Alice Madness Returns, uh, if you buy Alice Madness Returns, you will actually get the original Alice game for free. On PC, though, right? No, on, on every platform. What? So they're porting it to... Uh, it's my understanding uh, the game is out for PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360 as of June 14th of this year. Oh, okay, because the first one was PC only. Yeah, it started out PC only. Um, But if you buy the new one, you will get a code redeemable for the original, which was made in 2000. A little bit aged, uh, not as good a game as it probably was then, which I don't think it was that great then, but I'm really interested. I want to play that. Well, when I was a cool. when I was a masterful bargain hunter, I found a copy of Alice for PC, uh, and I bought it basically with the full intentions to sell it because I don't know if you know anything about that game, but that game sells for a pretty penny on eBay if you have the package. And I think I sold it. I think I spent like five bucks on it and sold it for like seventy bucks. So. So that's nice that people that want to play that game but don't want to pay a crap ton of money can finally actually play that game. <laughs> and I was always a little bit interested in that game. Um, it was pretty cool. I played a little bit of it. It was, I mean, it's dated, certainly. Yeah, extremely, to my understanding. Uh, but it was good. I mean, the art direction was definitely interesting. The new one looks pretty good, though. So far from like what I've seen in like previews, first looks, the new one's coming along quite nicely. So... Uh, if you are interested in getting the new Alice game, you can pick yourself up a copy of the original uh, without much trouble. There you go. There you go. Buy, buy it now. Moondiver. Yeah. Moondiver. Buy it rating. Um, <laughs> second news story, which I think uh, is is awesome as hell. Uh, have you guys heard about the Hyperkin? No. No. Uh, <laughs> console modders have... Uh, developed a device called the Hyperkin. Uh, it is a portable SNES console. Oh, I saw a picture of that. And that's not all. It also has two controller ports built into it if you have like original SNES controllers for uh, multiple people to play one game, and it has an AV out to hook up to a TV. So technically, if you didn't want to like lug it around places, it doubles as an SNES system. Tell me about the battery life. Uh, it says nothing about the battery <laughs> life. Um, you know, if you were, if you didn't just say like that, it had like the controller ports and everything. I was gonna say I like that back when it was on my PSP. <laughs> it looks kind of like a PSP. It actually looks that a lot like. That sounds cool. Are they gonna? SNES can they? Can they sell that? 
Because I know there's companies that sell Super Nintendos now that aren't like the original Super Nintendos. Do they have plans to sell it, or do they just like be like, "Oh, we made this"? No, they do it. have plans to sell it. I think it's rated at about seventy-five dollars right now. It's not bad. Uh, it's not out yet, but um, it's. I know the uh, trademark went up. I don't know about the SNES. I assume they can get away with it, or else it wouldn't be such big news right now. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a little device. Um, the screen is 3.5 inches. Tell me about and the it screen. And it says 5.5 uh, hours of battery life, which is more about the same as the 3DS. There you go. I'll just but it doesn't my... pop like the 3DS. All I know is yeah. I'd rather be playing my SNES games than uh, any game that's on the 3DS. I'd just rather play my SNES games... Like on my television, like I have no desire. I'm, I've never thought. Well, like, that's the thing is, you can play them on the television with the device. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right because it's portable and. Yeah, it has an AV yeah. out, so you can go into a TV. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and uh, I don't. One of my controllers doesn't work anymore, so I got to find a new one. Uh, yeah, I tried I playing Mega Man Soccer with you, and that didn't work out. Oh yeah, my controller's borked. Yeah. System still works. My NES still works. So buy a buy an original controller. Spend the extra money because having bought uh, one of the like third party controllers that they have on eBay, they work, but they feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely buy a first party one. All right. Our third and final news story to the day. What's the th- What's the third and final news story, Trevor? Uh, Moon Diver. So wow. Uh, no, third and final story of the day is rumors of the Wii 2 are circulating, uh, that it will be announced at E3 this year. Uh, not any real news. Uh, some people are saying, you know, it's going to be HD. Well, no, I've, I've, heard about, well, no, I've heard about this, that it's, so they're going to have, supposedly they're going to have a screen built into the controller, and then they're also going to do... They've said that it's going to be slightly more powerful than an Xbox 360. And then they also... I think that's like all I remember off the top of my head. I don't really care. That actually brings us <laughs> to... Uh, well, the new story is that because of this, a lot of people are uh, speculating that there's going to be a price cut in the original Wii in the next few months. So and they already just did it. It's 170 now. Did it actually it? already happen? Oh yes, my god, our I podcast believe... is falling apart. Yep. We are so goddamn behind that two is killing us. I am reading this shit off of elder-geek.com. So well, don't say that. That's going to make it sound even worse. The news stories are wrong. Actually, no. Check this out. Uh, it says in May uh, the Wii is reported to drop to 150 as of May 15th. Okay. It is oh, okay. One, so it's dropping it is, even more. Okay. It is 169.99 apparently right now. Okay. It's gonna so two price drops. Drop again. Yeah. Um, it still know. works in their favor because it cost them about four dollars to make a Wii. <laughs> um, because they just duct tape two game cubes together. No, they don't. They just put a case over a charger. <laughs> um, so if Why you are interested in a Wii, come out for the Wii. If you're interested in a Wii <laughs> and you want to get one of the three games that are good on it, now's your time to go out and maybe check it out. Uh, question though, question of the day, week, or whatever, is what do they? What does Nintendo have to do to sell us on a Wii 2? What would it have to have for you to say to you to trust Nintendo again? See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an elitist, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, if it's true that it's only a little bit more powerful than the Xbox 360, uh, I'm mostly not interested. Okay. He'll stick with his uh, PC. I, I mean, I'll stick with my Xbox 360, or I'll stick with my PS3. I just don't understand now that all these other consoles have come out with their own motion like stuff. Like why I why I would line up for a Nintendo system. I, the only way I could see myself buying another Nintendo system is buying it a couple years after it's been out, and when they have a good like. I guess, library of Nintendo titles. Because they haven't come out with a game like... They basically don't have any games this year. They have Skyward Sword, right? They don't have anything else. Like, And it's just like people were like, oh, it's probably because they're thinking about making a Wii 2, but that's fucking messed up. Like, <laughs> that 
people that own a Wii like don't really have that much to play this year. Yeah, they just go, eh, fuck you, we'll get you next year. But the yeah. question was, what do they have to do? You you, you pulled an atom on me. I don't, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> the question was, what does it? What does the Wii 2 have to have for you to buy it? What would like? It, what does it need to make Yaz buy it? It has to be better than a PlayStation 4. <laughs> okay. Uh, because I'm just buying a PlayStation 4 when that comes out. Do <laughs> call it the PlayStation 4? Do you think they could? Honestly, I kind of almost hope they do because I really don't give a shit what like systems are called. I feel like they realize. I, I hope like, they call like, it the PlayStation 360. 360. The PlayStation 360. Um, really, they could just call it PlayStation at this point. Um, Adam. Uh, for me, the uh, graphically, if if the Wii made games, made more games like Muramasa or like Monster Hunter, I would definitely buy the second Wii. But one thing it definitely needs to have is an online that works. Yeah. Yeah. An online that works through Nintendo and that isn't a piece of shit. I also hope that with this next system, they keep up with like the virtual console and the things that had so much potential but they fucked up with the, 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 those those great WiiWare games. Yeah. There's the the excellent notepads. I mean, I bought all of them. <laughs> as soon as you found out on our last podcast, you went out and purchased every notepad. I went out and bought all of them. I'm getting the <laughs> DLC with extra fifty pages. <laughs> extra fifty. No, I mean, I think honestly, like uh, with the steps they took with the 3DS as far as online stuff, I feel like this next system they'll they might get it. Because you've already seen some improvements with mm-hmm. the 3DS, and I'm only assuming that they're going to kind of borrow a lot of the user interface. Like, as far as the online stuff, they'll probably borrow a lot of that, what they did on the 3DS to the Wii 2. So there's got to be, I mean, even if they're going to do friend codes, I think they're going to do that, do it so it's like one friend code is for every game. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've already come, I've already come to the realization that Nintendo doesn't really care that much about graphics. And I've come to the realization that if I want graphics, I'll go to my PlayStation 3. But there are a handful of games that Nintendo has made that I've liked, which is Monster Hunter, Muramasa, uh, Okami, which was a a PS2 game. But, I mean, if they can stick to those type of games, like hand-drawn, beautiful animation games, I will definitely buy the next Nintendo. I'm just... I'm certainly not going to be buying... uh, it when it comes out. That's all I know. Because I got burned. I feel like I definitely got burned this last time. It's not that, I mean, it's not that as a whole I haven't enjoyed the Wii. It was just like, there was no reason to buy it when it came out. Uh, I I don't know if I can trust Nintendo again. Um, They really fucked up, I think, on this one for a lot of the hardcore crowd. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't really know. I don't know if there is something they could do that would make me buy it. If they released it with a fully developed Pokemon online RPG game, I would buy it. Yeah, and I mean, you say that they screwed up, but it's like, technically they didn't screw, like, I mean, as no, far they as their did. Profit, their uh, support for the, 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 the Wii has been abysmal. Well, like, no, 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 I'm saying as far as screwing up, they made bank on yeah. the Wii. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. They're too busy I mean, counting their money right yeah. now. But with that being said, as a game, yeah, as a gamer, from a non-business standpoint, I am. I agree with you, and yes, I I was disappointed. All right. Uh, if you are interested in any of those news stories we talked about today, or uh, want to comment on the question of the week, you can find everything on elder-geek.com. Uh, you can go to our forced update page and leave us a comment if you have a different opinion. Um, we tried to do this last week, and of course, our podcast got destroyed by the internet. Uh, I wanted to start a community question, something that we can ask each of us, uh, give an answer for, and then maybe have our listeners also give answers for, and we can read all the answers out on the the show in the following week. Um, I'm going to re-ask the question I asked last week, because no one ever got to hear the answers from us, but the question last week for uh, our community segment was, what series would you like to see uh, rebooted or remastered in HD? Oh, you want me just to give you the same answer I gave last week? Yeah, and elaborate on, on why or what made whatever game this is special or why you would like to see it brought back. 
Does that mean I should say the same thing I said last week? You can say whatever the fuck you want, all right? You can say <laughs> dick suck adventure. I don't care. Just say something. S- Street Fighter 2. <laughs> I forgot you fucking said that. <laughs> uh, you didn't uh, remember that, did you? No, I didn't remember that. I'm Do you have anything I'm else? Sure. Are you really <laughs> no, I wasn't told to think about this the whole week. Well, maybe oh, you were here. For the fucking, you were told to be here. You weren't here. You, you really, you really <laughs> got some egg on your face, Trevor. You got, you got moon diver all over your face. <laughs> Actually, you know, with that being said, okay, I'll give you a legitimate answer. So I, I'm a real, I was a big fan of the artwork for like the Paper Mario games, huh? and so I kind of think it'd be really interesting to see like uh, the classic Mario games, like one, two, and three, almost be remade, like. I still want them to be the same, like, game. core mechanics. Yeah, I want them to be the same game, but I think it would be kind of neat to say see it with the Paper Mario, like, animation. Like, I'm not saying that I want the game to go from 2D to 3D and then, like, anything like that. I just think it'd be cool if it was side-scrolling and kind of had that, like, cell-shaded, papery look. Yeah, that'd be pretty... Yeah, I can see, like, a Mario All-Stars style. Yeah. One that actually has... a <laughs> A breadth of the games improved and not uh, a yeah, bunch of and, and I also want Street Fighter 2. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Adam, what about right, you? Now, I don't remember what my answer was last week, but I'm a huge fan of like uh, what Justin was saying, over-the-top games. And I, I, I would like to see an HD or reboot of God Hand because that was one of the most fun games and ridiculously hard games that I've ever played. But it had such a good sense of humor and just, it was so wacky and zany. And I see other games like Bayonetta did pretty good. Vanquish unfortunately did not do well. So I, I can't really get my hopes up for an HD reboot of this, but that is a title that I would love to see remade. And unfortunately okay. it was done by the same people who did Okami as well. Yeah. So they're dead too. Yeah. <laughs> they're gone forever. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I had said, and I still say, uh, I would really like to see Skull Monkeys rebooted. Uh, it was a Neverhood game that did a lot of uh, claymation for the character designs. And so are you saying you want like HD claymation? What, I would what do like you to see new claymation done in like uh, the, with the technology we have available to us today, uh-huh. or I'd like to see the game remastered and brought back. That would be because that was a game that certainly like. Really didn't have any attention that much. Like no, no, the never games both kind of fell under the radar for being as good as they were. Yeah. Uh, that being said, yeah, I to take us out today with a song from uh, from Skull Monkeys. You, you guys didn't tell me that I was gonna sing. <laughs> this is starring Yaz. Uh, I want you to die. Um, we'll have at it. Is it a song from Moondiver? <laughs> it's a song from, no, it's a song from Skull Monkeys. It's the Secret Little Room song. Uh, I assume that of you have heard it before, because last week you said you didn't. Nope. It is by far one of my favorite video game songs, and it's going to take us out today. So, okay. if so you we'll want to comment, or, which you should do, you should be commenting. You should be commenting, because we love everyone. So we want to hear from you guys. Uh... Let us know what game series you would like to see rebooted or HDified. And, we'll and if your comment is good enough, Yaz and I will grace the comment pages and maybe respond to you. And of course, yeah. the only person who comments, Yaz asks stupid questions. Yeah, and and whatever the suggestions for remakes you guys want, we're going to personally talk with the publishers and try to get them made. We have that kind of pull in the industry. Yeah, I mean, this is fucking Elder Geek, okay? We're fucking top notch. All right, well, this was Forced Update, episode 87. Uh, Thanks for listening. And as I said, taking us out is the Secret Little Bonus Room by Skull Monkeys. And here we go. And cut. That's a wrap. Here's a little bonus room, because I know you've had it tough. And here's a little bonus tune about collecting real cool stuff. Yes, here's a little bonus room where you can play. Don't be frightened, don't run away. You can linger, cause I'm your video friend. Think of me as a father figure with a hand to land.
Here's a little bonus room where you don't have to worry. Take your sweet time, you need not hurry. Oh, you're looking incredible, you're the bomb. And me, I'm kind of like your dad, and a little like your mom. There are no monsters here. Hey, wait, look over there. <laughs> I was just kidding. Don't be scared. And when you turn this game off in the real world once again, you won't have to play make-believe or try to pretend. Cause I'll be right there when you open. In your hand, cause I'm your little invisible musical friend. So show me to your pets or show me to your pals. You really will impress every nifty guy and gal. Show them you're individual, show them you are bold. Besides, I get residuals. For every game that's sold, I'm your little invisible musical friend for life. I'll never leave you. Is that is that cut? Can we yeah, talk? You gotta talk now. What do you, what do you mean? Can we talk? Shut up, asshole.